0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the TPM or Theology of Plain Men podcast. This is the one and only Michael Francis speaking here behind the board, and I am joined today with my two co conspirators, Andre Nelson and Matt Almquist. Andre, how are we doing?
1: Pretty great. Pretty great. Still muted.
0: Am I? No, you're not. Oh, okay. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) My headphones are plugged in. (laughs) All right. So Andre just doubted my soundboard abilities. There, That's what just (laughs) happened. He didn't see me smoothly click (laughs) them off of mute. Okay. Uh, And here's one for you, Andre. You said pretty great, pretty great. The word pretty.
1: Yeah, I said I meant pretty, comma, great.
0: That you're pretty (laughs) and you're great? (laughs) Yeah. No, that's not what it (laughs) meant. I guess that was my exact point. Is that word, I use it for everything. And I always find that to be a weird one, right? Is why are we using pretty for an adjective, but also a noun and a descriptor and whatnot. Yeah. But we're not here to talk about grammar. Nope. We aren't. So this is a continuation of the series, Fasting. Um sorry (laughs) okay okay for all you listeners out there matt's been really flustered with his headphones for the past minute he's just been shaking his head at me going no 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 and i have no idea what he's talking about so i'm looking at him while i'm trying to talk our series
2: has not been fasting (laughs) just to be clear our topic for tonight is fasting the
0: topic tonight is about spiritual disciplines and the ones, the spiritual disciplines we ignore, one of which is fasting. That's the actual what I was supposed to say. Matt, what issues are you having right now for the listeners? Oh,
2: I, I can't hear anything that's being said. So I get I get Michael's beautiful, beautiful natural voice. But what the listener probably doesn't understand is that he actually sounds way better on microphone. In person, it's just a garbled mess. So <laughs> I have to deal with it raw. Let's Let's hear what the
0: audience says to that. Oh. That didn't work. That was why do my sound effects so smooth, Michael? Work? It's a
2: wonder you don't produce everything. <laughs>
0: oh, week. oh wait! I know what it is. Wait, wait. Here it is. The audience to Matt dissing me says. <laughs> 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 oh my god! I could have done the dinosaur roar soundbite again. <laughs> you
2: know, if that doesn't draw the sponsors, I don't know what's going to.
0: <laughs> when Zach mixes this one, <laughs> he's just gonna be ticked off. <laughs> okay, so. Yes, my voice is better through microphone than in person. Thank you, Matt. Looks like Matt is now, I was going to say dethroning himself with headphones, but that's definitely the wrong word. Um, All right, like I said, today we're here, flipping the page a little bit, getting rid of the laughter, um, to spiritual disciplines that we often neglect. So we're looking at defining spiritual disciplines Uh as well as looking into what they are. Why don't we do them more? Should we be doing them? Uh, What's our personal experience with them and not doing them or doing them more? Um, And we want to tackle this one, and this is definitely going to be a little bit different because it is the ones we often neglect and are neglected by, we'll call it, what, Protestant Christianity, Um, and one of those is fasting. A little story for this would be, Back in college, um, Matt and I were challenged by our Bible study leader to evangelize more. Shout out Mike Moy. Um, and one of the things we did would be to fast. Uh, the Wednesday that we shared every week or evangelized every week and talked about Jesus with people in old Kaufman Memorial Union, uh, Matt and I challenged each other to fast from Tuesday dinner to Wednesday dinner. So pretty much skip Wednesday breakfast, Wednesday lunch. We'd go sharing in the afternoon, and then we'd grab some dinner. And I remember showing up for those uh, evangelism times, (laughs) and (laughs) I would tell people, hey, you know, you guys might have to lead tonight when we share because... (sighs) I'm just feeling pretty tired and weak because I've been fasting. (laughs) 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 Exactly what you're not supposed to do. And that's one of the things we'll talk about today. But that was one of the times in my life where I did fast and times I would talk about it uh, to others around me, but also other times I wouldn't. And one of the things that that did for me and the reason why Matt so um, boldly and rightly challenged me to do it is to... Remind yourself of the dependence on God and your dependence and need for God through food. And that way, when we're sharing the gospel, we remember that we're not sharing it. And that person's not going to believe. And that wasn't even really our goal was to have a conversation and build a relationship. But that person isn't going to have their heart changed by some sweet, awesome words that we used. They were going to have their heart changed by the power of God, and we were dependent on him in those conversations, like we were dependent on him for our food, and fasting reminded us of our dependence. So that was just uh, <laughs> one story of me not doing fasting well uh, or that spiritual discipline. But, yeah, why, are, why is fasting one that we neglect?
1: Yeah, well, well, first I think it's worth pointing out that in your explanation of why you fast... Uh, and at least in that situation, you get at, I think, part of the definition of spiritual disciplines, which we'll revisit here just for a moment for our listeners. If you're joining us in the middle of this series, we're talking about spiritual disciplines and we're saying that they're important to pursue um, in our lives because they are things that we actively do that are intended to encourage us to draw nearer to Christ, to uh, develop our relationship with Him. Um, You know, since we have become a believer and become a follower of Christ, we are pursuing these spiritual disciplines in order to, um, yeah, flourish more and and see ourselves grow and be sanctified in, uh, in our walk with Him. So, that's exactly fasting is a perfect example where it's something that is prompting you to rely on God, right? Which is something that you need prompting to do. It's not something that you're going to just by default. Do right. We don't. Our our tendency is not to drift towards God when we're not doing anything. Our tendency is to drift away. And so, by fasting, we're actually encouraging ourselves to look to God in that hunger, that physical hunger, uh, to look to Him to um, sustain us and satisfy us. And of course, it's worth saying that you know you you have to approach fasting wisely and not just with abandon, right? So you have to be there are, there are smart and healthy ways to fast. And, and so it's not, you know, you, you can't just go into it willy nilly and say, well, you know, God will sustain me. Like there's a, you know, there's a degree to which you have to be smart. And so, um, we're not, we're not gonna be a proponent of <laughs> un, unwise choices, but, uh, yeah, I, I think I heard that in your explanation, Michael. So I wanted to highlight that for the listener.
0: Why do we ignore fasting? Let's just use fasting as an example. I think there's other ones we might touch on tonight. But why is it one of the spiritual disciplines? If, it, if it's there to draw us closer to God, we see historically fasting being used for several different things within the Old Testament. Uh, one is the dependence of God, <clears throat> excuse me, the reminder of the dependence on God that we need. But why is it one that we neglect in the 21st century church?
2: So I have a few thoughts on this, but I'd be curious to see if you guys disagree or maybe have um, things to add on. But um, I I think in some ways, like you said, Michael, you know, obviously there's there's a lot of um, history behind fasting and what it looked like in, um, you know, for for the nation of Israel through the Old Testament. Um, But we see certain um, stories of it through the New Testament. We can get into some of that, too. But as far as the direct commands, I, I feel like in the New Testament, and I'm I'm going just off. I don't have an actual like study a word count here or anything. But I feel like the the amount of times we're told to pray, or are told to um you know look to God um and uh, remember remember what God's written to us through Scripture. Or some of these other spiritual disciplines we've gone through it seems more clear to me the times that we've been commanded to look to those things and to practice those things out where the, the amount that we're told to fast um, is less. So I, I've got to imagine that's part of it too. But honestly, guys, it, it's hard. It's hard to do. Um, and for the listener, whether I'd be curious to, to get some feedback from some of you at some point to know whether or not this is something you've done because um, in my family and in the church I grew up with, it actually kind of was normal. It, it, we talked about it all the time. You know, it was a pretty common thing to, um, to know that other people were doing it, you know, you didn't know the details or anything, but, um, we talked about it a lot at church. So I guess for me, it wasn't weird and it wasn't really neglected growing up so much. But, um, when I got to college, I realized like, Oh, why did none of my Christian friends know about fasting? This is so strange to me. Um, and honestly, once you get into it, if you're doing it for more than a day at a time, it, I mean, it sucks in so many ways. And, and I think that's a lot of the purpose. It is, it is, supposed to suck because you realize how unbelievably fragile we are as humans right mm-hmm. like we we think we're in control and go back and listen to the prayer episode where we talked about some of this how in control we think we are a lot of the time but um we're not and i think that's such an easy way that god can remind us of that spend 24 hours without eating food especially if you live in an affluent country and you realize like how obsessed we are with it and how weak we can be really quickly
0: Yeah, actually, you bring up an interesting point there because unpacking a little bit of that, your church grew up fasting, or you grew up in a church where fasting was common, and I didn't. Like, fasting was something that was in the Bible, right? Or the old-timey Christians did it. You know, back 500 years ago, those guys fasted. But nowadays, you're not supposed to fast. Case in point, I was talking to a friend in college about fasting, and he was in... um, Looking to get his master's in nursing, and the classes he was taking or was, hey, skipping meals is one of the worst things you can do from like your neurological point of view and your brain function point of view, and um, all of those things. Um, it's not healthy to skip meals and fast, and like so, our world definitely rejects the idea of skipping meals or food, and like I think that's what was one thing that took it out of the church. At the same time, Matt, to your second point, I think it's pretty hilarious that we are we, we try so hard to be comfortable in today's world and be have everything under control that we forget how terribly weak we are. Three days without water, we're dead. Seven days without shelter, we're dead. 40 days without food or so, we're dead. And it's crazy how dependent we really are about... Um, about eating and fasting and doing those things. Um, For everyone in the audience, Zach Doman, the the owner of this house, the owner of the soundboard, has made an appearance in the basement studio. He is hooking up a microphone right now. He's turning on his channel. Sup fam. And he has just said sup fam. And for all of those out there,
1: He's also going rogue and not using a pop filter, which is really grinding my gears because he's always on me <laughs> about my always freaking pop filter. And he's just sitting here like a. In this, this is Andre's punk. brain right like now. A punk. This is Andre's brain
0: with Zach not using. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! A pop filter. Yeah. I don't have headphones in. <laughs> just an explosion. <laughs> Bomb <noise>.
3: oh, okay. <laughs> I really shouldn't have downloaded the soundbar.
1: Yeah, you. Really
0: that was a
3: mistake. <laughs> With great power comes
0: great responsibility. Yeah, which and you are not. I don't have yeah. much responsibility.
3: <laughs> How long into this thing am I hopping in? Uh, 10, 13, 13, 13 minutes. Well, oh, that ain't bad.
0: We're talking about spiritual disciplines that we neglect, and we're just starting to talk about fasting. We're starting to talk about skipping meals
2: and why we should or shouldn't do that more. So I'm going to, I'm going to rein us in here real quick. Um, rein it in. So we, uh, we talked a little bit about, you know, what's the purpose of fasting. And I honestly, guys, I think we, we need a, a whole separate series. Just dedicated one to fasting. If we really want to get into it. Um, I, I want to ask a, a broader question here in a second, but um, I, I would encourage the, the listener though, if, if you've never fasted before, um, go ahead and, and look up some verses in the Bible. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's clear that through the old and the new Testament, fasting was pretty normal. It was something that if you wanted to get close to God's heart, if you wanted to draw near to him, fasting is very, very tied to prayer in the Bible. So it is often told, you know, they fasted and prayed. Those, those two are linked together. So if if there's a time where you're really wanting to get to know God, you, or you want to draw closer to him, I would recommend trying this. Um, and it's going to be something new, but remember every time you feel that like, ping of of ache of uh, hunger or thirst or whatever it looks like and do it how you want it doesn't really matter um remember that god and remember to pray to god and to um to understand the purpose behind it it's not going without food there's nothing intrinsic with that it's the purpose of what is that leading you to and with that though um and michael hinted at this at the beginning we are also told some specific things around fasting and how that should be discussed with other people. So I want to throw this out to you guys. What does it say about, you know, how public are we supposed to be with it and how does that relate to other spiritual disciplines?
1: Yeah. I was just going to interject this verse. Um, so that's perfect. Uh, Matthew six, uh, verse 16 through 18, uh, it says, and this is Jesus speaking, Moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces that they may appear to men to be fasting.
0: Which is what I was doing. (laughs) Which
1: is exactly what Michael was doing, yeah. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, so that you do not appear to men to be fasting, but to your Father who is in the secret place and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. So this gets at my favorite neglected spiritual discipline, uh, which is one that you may not have even heard of. And, and there's a few kind of obscure ones. Um, also, there's not like an official list. It's just like kind of what people talk about. Uh, and that is secrecy and and not making making much of the things that you do in the ways that you are striving to follow God. And so fasting is one of those ones that has such a high cost, right? A high physical cost, experiential cost for you to deprive yourself of food for the sake of spurring on your need for Christ uh, uh, during your day. Uh, and, and so it's tempting to make that known. It's tempting to complain. We all love to complain. And uh and, and so the spiritual discipline of secrecy flies in the face of that it it says to not make much of your fasting and and this verse is very clear about that but there's lots of other examples of Jesus diminishing his works and diminishing the the publicity of what he's doing for the sake of it not being well for him it was about him but like for the sake of demonstrating that it's not about your own deeds and your own works and you know, what you are personally suffering, it's it's actually the reason you should be doing all those things is for the sake of your relationship with God, not for the sake of having this reputation. So hence the need for secrecy.
0: Yeah. So I'm going to disagree with you on one point, and that was Jesus was doing those miracles for him. Yeah. And he was really doing them for the Father, right? And yeah. same idea with the spiritual disciplines the purpose of them in in the the verse that Andre read is right after the verses in Matthew six about prayer is to force humility, right? It forces humility forward. It magnifies the father, it magnifies God and not us. And that's the, the thing that I think Andre you were hitting on there is the, the difference. But I found it funny of a, a, a phrase that I've heard people ask me about. And even I've wondered about is, hey, when you fast, don't look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show that they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they've received their reward in full. What does it mean they received their reward in full? Well, I can tell you exactly what that means, because when I told people I was fasting in college, I definitely got a hit of pride right there of how You're cool I am.
3: you the coolest Christian in your Christian group. I am the coolest, Christian in, your, am in the Christian,
0: coolest Christian in that group, yeah. So that was definitely the meaning of that is, is you get the hit of pride, but what is done in secret, the Father will reward you. What will he reward you with? Well, we can look at stories of when the Israelites fasted and prayed for victory over their enemy. And ideally, God's not going to, you know, take down the enemy in your life, I'm saying. But usually fasting was used as a way to call upon God and to have him intervene and say, Lord, we are fully dependent on you. And definitely something that, I haven't fasted in a while with, but this conversation is making me think about it of what would it look like to fast again once a month, once a day, or when I am am in a time of spiritual need or physical need or just need in general, when I'm at my rope's end, do I turn to think I need to be dependent on God in this season? How do I remind myself of that? I need to fast right now. Rather than, I need to pray right now. I need to read my Bible right now. I need to get with God right now. I need to fast right now. I need to be dependent on God. I need a reminder of that. So, yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. I think think another,
1: well, I was just going to say another kind of low-key spiritual discipline, you know, in comparison with things like prayer and scripture reading, uh, that also applies well to this idea of making little of it and doing it quietly, uh, is generosity right the spiritual discipline of generosity and giving of your your time and your treasure so to speak uh to to causes that need it and um, in ways that you feel called to do so not you know going and broadcasting the fact that you're doing that right and and i think maybe that's one that is more grounded in our culture where you know kind of the collective morality that we're taught even just culturally says not to brag about your money, or, or or maybe what you're doing with your money, necessarily, but I do think it's a reminder that we need in even in the spiritual kind of religious sense when it comes to giving that you know we're not being prideful about that or drawing attention to ourselves in that.
2: So so I've I've had a lot of discussions with people about this topic both in terms of fasting and generosity um and i think an interesting conversation that often comes up and maybe i've even discussed with you guys before is um the idea of you know setting an example for people and that's that's often a a contention that comes up right Is if you know oh you know i i don't want to show anyone that i'm giving because i want to be secret about it i want to be doing this um to glorify god alone not myself Um, and the question comes up, well, does it glorify God to show that you're giving of yourself and that, um, if it inspires other people to do so, um, I don't have a good answer for that guys. I'd be curious if, if you think it's somewhat black or white, I think there might be a little bit of a gray area in that because I say that because the group of us here as TPMers, um, we're all teachers at heart. We, we love to share things. And that's part of why we do a podcast, right? So I think that, um, I, I think that, is somewhat difficult for me at times to think like I want to encourage other people to fast. So I want to tell them about it, but I feel like I shouldn't. I don't know. It's a hard line for me to walk sometimes.
3: Right. I, the word I was thinking is like, how do you run a balance between, uh, like, cause I agree with you that there's an aspect of this that is like being in the quiet and being, um, reserved and, and kind of living that way. But is there a balance between that? And I guess the word I'm going to use is like witness and, like, your witness. And I've actually been thinking about that the whole time you've been talking about it. Um, And where I think I've settled on it is that maybe we should just leave that in God's hands. And just, I think there's an aspect of it that's faith, right? That I am going to consistently seek out humility and surround myself with those who are going to keep me humble and make sure that they're in those parts of my life. So I do think it's worth, like... Having people in your life that you're pretty specific with about your generosity um, and that you're pretty specific with about your spiritual disciplines. But I think that those need to be, uh, you know, certain people. And you need to have those kind of people that are right on your inner circle so that you can truly sharpen one another and not, and kind of keep each other in check. But there might be, I I've also haven't come up with a good answer, but there might be an aspect of it where, you know, God is going to use our spiritual disciplines ultimately are the the point of it is for his glory. So maybe the answer is that he's going to take care of that and that we don't need, to, like I don't need to think, well, I need to make sure people know how I'm giving so that God will use it. You know, maybe God's just going to use it without you needing to do that. Uh, maybe he's in control. <laughs> maybe, you know, <laughs> wild thought. Yeah. Wild, crazy thought there. I was so ready to
0: disagree with you, Zach, on this. And right the way where you're going, I thought I was going to disagree with you, but then you brought it back. And here we are. And I'm going to be in full agreement, basically on the idea of patience, of, hey, I'm fasting and I want to show people as a witness. That can be a great thing, and you can do that pure of heart. But like Zach's saying, God could use that in a way. And if you're patient, people are going to notice based on your action and your interaction and your humility, like, hey, how are, you, how are you so dedicated to this stuff? Why do you care so much about this stuff? And when they ask and God can put that on their heart to ask, then we can answer and respond. It won't be in the season of fasting, but you can say, hey, I'm not fasting right now, but I have been for the past 12 years because I'm sick and tired of seeing our world fall in sin that I'm going to fast about it. And that's what I've been doing. And that's something where I've been inconsistent, but always believed this in where uh, Christians believe and well, I've believed it, where I am going to change the world. God needs me to do this thing and I need to make sure I'm opening the doors to share with people or to change their lives and instead reversing that and saying, Lord, Open the door so that I can change this person's life. Use me in this way. Prepare me in this way so that I'm ready when the doors open. And then, Lord, open those doors. Rather than trying to push my way through them. Rather than trying to show off that I'm fasting. It's like, Lord, this is on my heart. I want to impact people in this way. I've seen fasting change my life. I want to impact people in this way. I pray that you bring people to me to ask me about it and reverse it. And let him bring that drawing rather than you trying to push it out there. It'll protect your. It, it's protected my heart from a lot of pride when I've done that, mostly
2: with evangelism, not with fasting. And I think you hit it around the head with the end there. Is that it protects you from pride, and I, I think that's what a lot of this boils down to, right? If we pair fasting with prayer, as as I think we see a lot in the Bible, and and throw generosity in there, um, it's about going to God and saying, you know, you're in control. I'm not. And, and that's what it really all boils down to. So if God is sovereign, if he is in control of what's happening tomorrow and he tells us not to be anxious because of that, um, maybe it does make sense to let him, you know, manage uh, our giving and let him, uh, you know, manage the future and those sort of things. It takes a lot of weight off of us. But what it also does is allows us the, the freedom to not have to. and and get your award right now because you're not doing it for the praise. You're not doing it for the pride. If you go there seeking to be humble and seeking God and his glorification, I think that might be the answer here. And go back way, probably three, four years ago now when we had the first iteration of TPM, we did a series called, or it was a specific one called um, the Bible. Well, someone correct me here. Bible, alcohol, and gray areas, something like that. And the whole the, the, um, answer we got to was with whenever you get in these gray areas, it's what is the intention? What's the intention behind it? Is it to go and make a name for yourself? Or is it to go and glorify God? And so that, that might be a helpful guideline for us here as we, we consider how to walk that line. Another way to cut this
0: is what was the sin or the question That Satan asked Adam and Eve in the garden.
3: God really
0: say? That was the first question. But what was the carrot he put out in front of them?
2: Do you want to be like God?
0: Yeah, which, you know, we can go and argue, did that happen? Is Genesis literary or physical, whatever? But my point is, I think that every human, that's the core sin of every human, is that we are our own gods and I, I'm seeing at least in the spiritual discipline, spiritual discipline series that every spiritual discipline, the purpose of every spiritual discipline is to reverse that and show that God is God and we are not God and to reverse the curse that we've been given and really push God to where he needs to be and us in submission to that and return to where we were in the garden is another way to think about it. Is These spiritual disciplines are here to go against the core sin of all of us wanting to be gods in our own life and gods in as many other people's lives as we can be. And that's the sin of pride and power. So that's been another way to cut this. When you think about spiritual disciplines and the purpose of them is when you're seeking the Lord and really seeing the sacrifice that he did that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. The reason to Motivate that is to reverse the curse and say, I don't want to be like God anymore. God is God. I am not. I need to pray. I need to fast because the world's broken, but God's in control. So another way to cut that. Any thoughts there?
3: I think it's kind of along that same vein, like it's kind of worth noting that um, Michael trying to play a soundbite over me here. I see the gears turning. No,
0: we had a pause, and I was ready. I'm like, okay, there's gonna be a pause at some point, and when
3: there is, when there's a pause. Sorry, like, sorry. Finish pause. your sentence again, and then let's let's try again. Let's start that over. Let's run that back. Okay, run it back. So so say your last point, and then we'll we'll try again. So, the idea is to reverse the curse.
0: That's my slogan, right? Uh, Hashtag hash brown. Hash brown. <laughs> <laughs> we're old millennials now, aren't we? Or we're young millennials, but we're not Gen Zers, that's for sure. Um, anyway, is the when we're convicted by Christ and his sacrifice in the gospel and we're looking to go back to where we were in the garden, the idea would be that spiritual disciplines is what puts God on the throne and us underneath. Do you guys have any thoughts about that?
1: <laughs> that would have been so good if it was, if real. It was yeah. real and
3: non-stage <laughs> mediocre at best uh, uh so what what i think is noteworthy and that it, it kind of matters to think about right is that we saw it in the garden the enemy's going to use everything that he can right um like and the enemy the enemy isn't going to not use spiritual disciplines against us if he can grab a foothold there like those aren't like off limits for him so it's super easy to go into these things and use them to to boost yourself up and Paul even writes about that that like he could boast in all of his discipline that he has um but comes around to the point well that's not the point of the discipline obviously that's what we've been saying this whole time um so I think at least I've had a tendency to think that like just like because I'm fasting, like that's a good thing that like, oh, it's not prideful if I tell people about it because fasting is so good. Like I'm doing such a good thing that like it's like off limits, like pride doesn't exist here. Uh, but that like, and the enemy uses that to, to to take away what that fast had done for the relationship between God and me. Um, so I, I think it's worth noting that like you, you do still need to be like on guard even when you're doing these like quote right things or good things like the end that's not off limits to the enemy to come in and like convince you that like oh no like there's no pride here (laughs) like go tell all your friends about this it's a great idea there's no pride
0: here (laughs) sorry that's a movie quote but anyway um well any other thoughts guys before we wrap up i'm kind of i'm kind of feeling feeling the outage on this one but any I've thoughts about words? that,
1: but uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> right. an Outage. Uh, I, <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I know. I, I feel really challenged by this conversation. I, you know, fasting is not something I've done, so um, I'm, I'm excited to maybe try it out.
0: Yeah, definitely something I think we can bring back to our churches and our communities, but. Well, thank you all for uh, struggling through there. That uh, I hope our verbal edgy, <laughs>
3: verbal nice. processing
0: was good for your edification. Oh my, oh my goodness. Uh, please uh, share this with a friend if you want. You can unlike or dislike this one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fat thumbs down. But yeah, like, leave a review. Uh, we really appreciate you listening out there. So anyway, have a great one. We'll get back to you later. Bye now.